If the Halos are going to beat the Dodgers, what do they need to do? We're going to share all the details with you. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And those watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. We actually just passed 5,000 subscribers, so thank you to everybody that does that. And today's show is brought to you by our friends at the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app right now. Create an account and use our code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Thank you for being here for this episode of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. What's going on, everybody? You've got the Fresh Brothers here with you, aka the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Hey, we're very happy to be talking Angels baseball with you Monday through Friday, every single week. Hey, Locked On Everydayers, join us for Fan Mail Friday and get your questions in. And we'd like for you to share your smart fan takes on how the Angels will finish in the first half. So smart takes only. Let's go. Hey, on today's <laughs> show, we're going to get you ready for the Dodger series, which starts tonight. But first, Mike, breaking news. Uh, Rendon goes to the IL. We'll talk about that. And Kevin Padlow has been called up. Uh, mm-hmm. Padlow is a 26-year-old infielder. He spent some time with the Pirates, the Giants, the Mariners, last season, and he's played at Salt Lake this season. Johnny, a pretty good slash line, 273, 396, a 555 slugging percentage, which is fantastic, and then 34 games he's played total. John, his WRC plus, weighted runs created plus, is 123. The average is 100, so he is doing really well. John, he's higher than David Fletcher, Hmm. Trey Cabbage, and Joe Adele, and he is – been called up. He's going to be an infielder. My guess would be that he probably won't play too much with some of the other infielders that are in the mix on the big the big league club. But the question that everybody is wondering about is why not Fletch, John? Mm. So so why not Fletch? Why not Fletch indeed? Listen, Mike, I actually was really excited at the prospect of David Fletcher coming back and being part of this team. But as I pumped the brakes on that a little bit, It kind of made sense to me because Rendon's IL stint is only going to be for five more games, right? Because it's retroactive to last week because they had to make that decision to put him on the IL. He's been out since Friday when they began the Kansas City series. So it will mean that he can come back next Monday. So again, he'll be off for those next few games. And so really it's kind of like, it's a quick stint, right? Yeah. It's not going to be that long before right. Rendon can come back. Fletcher also isn't on the 40-man roster, and that's actually something that I didn't quite understand when they did that. They actually took him off the 40-man roster, so it would require a move to get him back on the 40-man roster. So basically, you have your 26 players in the majors, and then the remaining 14 are your reinforcements that are available to you from AAA, AA, wherever. You can call them up, no problem. They can come to your team. The The issue here with Fletcher being all the way off the 40-man roster is that they would have to move somebody off that 40-man roster. And there's a couple moves they can make. They can move some guys to the 60-day IL, like maybe Gio Rochella or Jose Suarez, who hasn't been around for a while. Uh, 
recently they did that with Max Stassi, but it wasn't that Stassi had 60 more days ahead of him. It's every day that he's been off so far counts toward the 60-day IL. All of that to say, once Rendon comes back up, uh, they can't send Fletch down again without DFAing him, yeah. which would also mean possibly losing him, paying his contract if that happens. Uh, the issue with that is Fletcher has to stick around in order to get the remainder of his contract, I believe. It's it's kind of an interesting contract. So again, um, it, it it's disappointing because you want to see David Fletcher back up with his team, especially given how well he's been playing in AAA. He really found it again, Mike. He found yeah. his swing. He got back to doing what he does very well, hitting for a good slugging percentage for David Fletcher, doing all the things that Gio Rochello was doing for us, basically. Yeah. Um, but we do have Stefanik on this team, who is kind of another David Fletcher slash Gio Rochella. And I'm interested to see what Kevin Padlow can do. Uh, again, that 123 weighted runs created plus, very significant there. Um, and if you're unfamiliar with that term, just think of it as 23% better than league average. Uh, so, yeah, he's an infielder who can who can play where we need him. But again, with such a short time on the Rendon IL stint, I don't think he's going to be necessary for too long. Yeah, I agree. And it would be great to see Fletch back up. But there's a lot of mechanisms that would have to be uh, pulled, lever, levers that would have to be pulled, right? <laughs> we both have to push our buttons at the same yes, time. Yes, <laughs> right? You turn your key, Mora. Turn your yes. key. Um, so I get it. I get why people are a bit frustrated. It would be great to see him back up. I don't think that you want to mess with the 40 man unless you just absolutely have to and make moves like this unless you absolutely have to. And I know that, that the name uh, Louis Renjifo has been thrown out there i get that people are a bit frustrated with renjifo however the angels are i think 33 and 17 with him in the starting lineup and <laughs> he's been a good backup for us and he's played really well in games where we needed him to play really well yeah he's not the defensive guy that fletch is and Neto is however he is a sufficient backup to drury and some of those guys and so i get why he's still there john the big news though is that Rendon is on the IL again, and he got hit in the wrist. If you're not familiar with what happened, got hit in the wrist. The x-rays showed no break, which was mm -hmm. awesome. Uh, his joint is still really swollen, though, mm -hmm. and you knew he was hurting because when he was in that game, I think he bunted with two strikes. It was like what happened with Fletch last year yeah. when Fletch couldn't swing the bat. So you knew yeah. that he was really struggling with swinging the bat. Johnny, my question to you is, are you frustrated with Rendon? Are you frustrated with the medical updates from the Halos? Or are you just frustrated because he's hurt again and when he's in the lineup, the Angels are actually really successful, especially with runners in scoring position? I, I, I'll start by saying I don't think I'm frustrated with Rendon. You take 85 off your wrist bone. I thought it was his surgical, surgically repaired wrist. Fortunately, it wasn't. Someone yeah. pointed that out on Twitter, which was very helpful. So thank you for that. But at the same time, that that's got to hurt yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm not arguing with that at all. I think what was frustrating to me is just the information that gets passed down of, Hey, you know, we're going to see how he is by Saturday and Oh, you know what? Yeah. Sunday might be optimistic, but we'll see where we're at on Tuesday. And then Monday comes with the news that they're going to put him on the IL again. It's only five days. It's not a huge stint. He's already been off for the, the past weekend, which is fine. But I just think that the the information that gets passed down and the way it gets passed down is by virtue of the fact that beat writers can't talk to the yeah. medical staff. They can't yeah. talk to anybody. 
that's a a John Carpino uh, uh, edict. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, so all the news comes th- from Phil Nevin, which is fine. But we've run into this issue before where, yeah, yeah Trout will be fine. It probably just needs like two weeks off. Then he's off for four months. Right. Then last year, it's, you know, he's got some back problems. Then he's out for a month and a half, right? So it's just, pardon me for grating my teeth at these medical updates that are super optimistic. And then all of a sudden we wake up to the news of, well, he's going on the IL again. Yeah. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating as fans. I understand some people have the opinion that the angels don't owe us anything when it comes to these updates, but I'm like, but we're fans and, and that's, that's journalism. That's reporting. That's, well, what this is and and to to your point, and I know that there was a discussion on on Twitter yesterday. Oh, about there was that a very idea, <laughs> and and to your point though, every other team gives medical updates. Yeah, and so this is just it's it's a bit odd that we don't get medical updates, and then when we do, it's it is what you just said. Ah, oh, he's gonna be fine, and then we find out like his head fell off, you know, and so that's the thing that we're <laughs> <His head fell> <laughs> off. <laughs> and so that that's the thing that gets a, a bit frustrating is is like well. Man, if we just knew that maybe perhaps he was probably going to need a longer time, then awesome. Yeah, and, pardon and me if great. I wanted. To, pardon me if I wanted to know if one of our key players was going to be available for this Dodgers sure. series. Right, <laughs> and it would be great to have him in the lineup because again, sure. he's great and he helps with runners in scoring position. Ironically, 100%. he actually hasn't been great in the lineup when no. the Angels have been great, but his presence in the lineup actually helps Trout, Otani, and the guys around him. And I'll speak to this too. The fact that he remained in that game against Texas because they were short Drury, Neto had just been hurt, Gio got hurt. He stayed in the game, Mike, to play defense at third base because Mm -hmm. we needed him to. And if that's not an example of a gamer, I mean, he went up there and embarrassed himself at the plate because he couldn't swing the bat and tried to bunt and just nothing was happening. But he stayed in the game. So everybody who sees all these things about Rendon not trying or not caring. That tells me that he cares a lot, that he right. stayed in the game at third base and didn't fail sign. on the team, right? So yeah. I'm not somebody who tries to be a body language expert. I don't, I'm not a fan of looking at somebody and being like, well, they don't obviously don't like being in Anaheim or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not an expert uh, at body language. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not anything like that. So <laughs> I just don't pretend to do that either. I see what I see in front of me. And I saw somebody who was a gamer uh, on on Thursday against the Rangers, staying in that game, trying to help the Halos win. Hey, coming up on Locked On Angels, we're going to be talking about how to defeat this Dodgers team and that Dodger bullpen. And just a reminder, the Angels play at 7.07 Pacific time. They're playing the Dodgers at the Big A. You can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Now, we'll get into that bullpen discussion and see who's got the better pen in 2023. We'll talk about that. Coming right up. Locked on Angels is brought to you by the Game Time app. With the Game Time app, buying tickets is fast and easy. You can forget planning months in advance, which is really nice. Game Time has deals on tickets right up until the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, theater, and more. The Game Time app guarantees that you will get the best price or uh, also get event cancellation protection, which is really great. Uh, on the Game Time app, you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps in your set. You can see the images of your seats before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, don't have to dig through your email, and if you find tickets in the same section and in the same row, 
for less. Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Grab tickets without all the stress with the Game Time app. Download that app right now. Create an account and use our code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. There are some terms that do apply. Again, create an account and then redeem $20 off with our code LOCKEDONMLB. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Locked On Everydayers, join us tomorrow. We're sharing how Otani is going to stack up against the Dodgers on Wednesday night. And so we're going to get into a preview of that, what he needs to do to get the Halos a win while he's on the mound. Hey, the Angels are playing those same Dodgers at 7.07 Pacific time. Catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast tonight on Sirius XM with the SXM app. Just search Angels. The freeway series starts tonight against the Dodgers, and currently we sit at 41 and 33. We're in second place in the AOS, and then the Dodgers are 39 and 33. They're in third place in the NL West, Johnny. How about that? And if the playoffs started today, both the Angels and Dodgers would be in. That's beautiful music to my ears. The Angels actually lead the regular season series 73-64, to 64, their largest victory 13-0 way back in 2004. John, weren't you just born? Um, and then their largest <laughs> <laughs> the largest Dodger victory was 16-3 to 3 in 2006. I was just born. Uh, Dodgers are actually on a six-game winning streak right now against our Halos, and so tonight's game is a chance to break that streak. And Johnny, it's Reed Detmer's against Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw's having a great season, 8 and 4, 295 ERA, 82 and a third innings pitched, 98 strikeouts, a 1.11 whip. He's 9 and 2 against the uh, Angels with a 2.13 ERA in 15 appearances and his last start against the Halos was last July the 15th. He went 8 innings, 1 hit, 6 Ks. Angels lost that game 9 to 1. John, they only scored one run, and they scored it off of a familiar name, Reyes Maranta. And oh, so okay. they, they, get, they got a run off of him. Here's uh, here's maybe a reason why we lost 9-1. to one. Here's who was in that lineup that night. Kurt Suzuki, Jonathan VR, Michael <laughs> Stefanik. He batted leadoff, Johnny. Oh. And Patrick Sandoval started this game, really struggled, only went four and two-thirds innings. So that's uh, who we're up against tonight, Clayton Kershaw. John, Reed Detmers is pitching, and he's actually struggled against the Dodgers, right? Yeah, he's 0-2 with an ERA of 9.35, 11 strikeouts <laughs> in two appearances against the Dodgers. His last start against them was June 15th of last year. Three and two-thirds, four hits, four runs, three walks, only faced 18 batters, Mike. They lost that game 4-1 to one in the lineup that day. Huh. Matt Duffy, Gross. Juan Lagares, and your favorite, Tyler Wade. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Tyler Wade. John, Detmers is on the upswing, though, and yes. he did have a pretty good start against Texas. It was the only game that they lost, but it wasn't his fault. Six innings, three hits, one run, three walks, and eight Ks through 96 pitches. He left the game tied at one, and then Jimmy Herget came in and gave <laughs> up uh, two two home runs, which really was awful. They were back-to-back -back home runs. And Jimmy's Reed, down. Jimmy's down. <laughs> Reed actually did really well in this game. He's been struggling with that third time through the order. This is an incredible yeah. stat, John. 1.271 OPS teams have against Reed the third time through the order. Yikes. And in that game against Texas, Reed got into some trouble that third time through. Bases were loaded, one out, 
Nevin left him in because we were really overusing the bullpen. They were tired. And then Reed struck out the next two batters, Josh Young and Jonah Heim, which I love watching mm-hmm. Jonah Heim strike out against the Angels. <laughs> and then he got out of the inning. And one of the things that he said about that game was that he had a better feel for his slider, mm-hmm. which has actually been something that he's thrown more in his last two starts, a, a total of 11 and two-thirds innings pitches, innings pitched with, with two runs. Here's what changed, John. Detmers actually changed the angle of his wrist Hmm. when releasing the pitch. Hmm. And this is, here's what's interesting. This is the same thing they worked on when he went to AAA last year. They changed the angle of his wrist when he was throwing the slider. And he can get into a habit of maybe not having the right angle and not snapping it off, right? Don't I sound like a pitcher? Uh, Not snapping it off. And, And they had to correct that last year. And that's what happened with Buddy Carlisle. They saw something, that's what they saw. And so yeah. when Reed was struggling, he said, I'm sitting in the dugout and I'm, I'm thinking, man, I got I to gotta figure this out. And he said, I wonder if it's what Carlisle was talking about. I wonder yeah. if it's my slider. And it ended up being the slider. And then he went back out when he was loading the bases and had to get out of that inning. And he threw three straight sliders to Jonah Heim and he swung and he missed on all three of them. John. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Which it's we funny love. to me. It's funny <laughs> to me, Mike, because you. Yeah, it's great that Reed remembered that from Buddy Carlisle. Yeah. Uh, does Does the AAA coaching staff not talk to the major league coaching staff? Because you'd think that Matt uh, Weiss. No, say, nobody can talk to anybody. John Carpito said nobody can talk. To oh yeah, anybody. John Carpito <laughs> said nobody can talk to anybody. Uh, all all shut down all co- lines of communication. Yeah, we're um, using pigeons how, now. <laughs> how can Reed? Be success. That got me. How can Reed <laughs> be successful against the Dodgers? He's got to be consistent with that slider grip, Mike. He's got to yeah. make sure he keeps that wrist consistent so that the hitters stay off balance. Another thing, and this is what I like to see. Last time out, ninety-six pitches through six innings pitched. That's pretty good pitch efficiency. I know. Ideally, you'd love to get a guy the seventh inning, whatnot. But for as hard as it's been for Reed Detmers to get to the sixth inning. This season, I think that that is perfect. 96 pitches, it's got through six innings, got to do it again. Don't waste any time. Make your pitch, get the swings and misses that you need because he's got a good whiff rate, Mike. He gets swings and misses on his stuff. The other thing, Mike, is the changing of speeds. To throw that slower slider is a more effective slider at the end of the day, but it doesn't mean he can't throw it hard either because you can mix, mix up your pitches like that. I think that's a very effective way of doing that. So in order for Reed Detmers to have success, have a consistent slider grip, mix that, mix those pitch speeds and don't waste time. Be efficient, get through your six innings pitched and shut down those Dodgers. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Now, Johnny, here's what's really interesting about the Dodgers in 2023 and Dodger fans in 2023. They're having to suffer the way that Angel fans have had to suffer for the last 10 years. Just their over bullpen, here drinking my tea. Their, their bullpen is actually not good. And so we've got some stats here, John. They're the second worst bullpen in Major League Baseball in terms of ERA, just above the Oakland A's. How about that, oh, How about right? that? So a, five, a 504 ERA, they're 29th in the league. They have a 
260 batting average against 1.3 whip. That's 24th in the league. 101 walks is 12th. So they're kind of like right in the middle. 38 home runs. They're tied with the Blue Jays right now. Johnny, who are some of the who, who, who's who's some of the players in this bullpen right now? Well, the, the Dodgers have had so many pitching problems up and down the rotation. Which is so weird. Even, They've never even had that all of a sudden. Well, but they, I mean, they have a bunch of young guys, but they've, yeah. they've had guys that they've signed over the years. And then they, you know, took that flyer on Noah Syndergaard and they all thought, well, Syndergaard will figure it out. It's the Dodgers pitching lab. And that yeah. didn't happen. Meanwhile, um, Mickey Moniak's playing pretty well. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I looked into it. Jack Harris, who used to write uh, for the Angels as a beat writer, he he's uh, at the LA Times and he covers the Dodgers. And he wrote about some of their pitching woes specifically in the bullpen. First up is Evan Phillips. And he's actually doing really well this season, Mike. He's one and two. He's got a 2.28 ERA, 26, uh, 28 games. He's got seven saves. So he's kind of, become the sort of closer 27.2 innings pitched 33 strikeouts listen to this whip 0.795 wow whip so he's keeping guys off base he's been a part-time closer part-time fireman as jack harris put it because he's putting out fires and they go to him when they need a reliable arm but mike just like you and i talked about earlier this season when we said who's going to be the bridge to Matt Moore and Jose Quijada and Carlos Estevez. Who's going to get from our starter to our core relievers who get us through the game? That's what the Dodgers are running into because mm. you can't just get to Evan Phillips every single time. Bruce Dar Gratterall, who you know has electric stuff. Yeah, uh, Jack Harris said he's hardly getting swings and misses. Uh, he ranked he ranked three sixty sixth out of three hundred and eighty three qualified pitchers Whoa. with a sixteen and a half whiff percentage. Dang. So not great. Yeah, Caleb Ferguson, who's got a three point four six ERA, and Victor Gonzalez, who's got a three six six ERA. They're both lefties, but he said they faltered in late game high pressure situations. Hmm. Then you've got uh, Yancy Almonte. A 6.30 ERA and Alex Vesia an 8 ERA. He said they've both backslid after ascending into key roles last year. Inconsistencies in their execution of breaking pitches allow opponents to sit on their heaters. So you just got to watch out for the fastball with those guys. And then Shelby Miller is part of this bullpen. He's got a 2.40 ERA. He's been pretty good. He's been kind of a He's been our Jaime. He's been their Jaime Berea in yeah. a sense, like middle yeah. innings, mop up, end of the game, kind of using him wherever you need him. I didn't realize, Mike, that he's been relieving since 2019. He was hmm. with the Rangers when he went from a starter to a reliever. So, Mike, I think there's a couple of keys here, and maybe you and I can list them off. But yeah. uh, we, if you want to get to this bullpen early and beat them up, you've got to get to Clayton Kershaw yes. early, and yeah. we all know that he That's can go easy. deep into a game, right? <laughs> But, but there are some things that I identified, and, and I shared those with you. Let's share them with our Lockdown Everydayers. Yeah, so the last two teams to get Kershaw out early were the Rays and the Cardinals, yeah, interestingly before enough. The, before the fourth inning, actually. Yeah, which yeah. is really interesting. Here's, here's what, how they did it. They got his mistake sliders, a pitch he mm. throws more than his fastball, and the slugging this year on the slider, John, 354, the expected, mm -hmm. 396. So yeah. they have to crush the mistakes of that yeah. slider. They have to go after that. But they also, John, have to crush the mistake fastballs too, right? Exactly, yeah, because he has a tendency 
to throw him right down the middle at 91 miles an hour. You've got to take advantage of that. Now, listen, people still strike out on his curveball. They still strike out on his slider. But when he makes a mistake, you can take advantage of that. And because the Angels have such a attack-the-zone philosophy, I hope that they have a good read on his pitches because they're going to need that in order to take advantage of getting Kershaw out of there early. And look, in the games where he did get knocked out early, he was doing things that were very Kershaw-esque as the game started. Groundouts, strikeouts on the curveball and the slider. But the Angels can't let that get to them. They can't let that overwhelm them because, yes, he will come out and he will look like Kershaw of old. He'll look like the MVP Kershaw. But this is a Kershaw that's prone to make mistakes. And so if they'll get their chance to do damage. They just can't let Kershaw overwhelm them and then get into cruise control, right? They can't yeah. let him settle in. And so again, expect some Kershaw-esque things to happen. At yeah. the same time, look for those mistake pitches. Yeah, we're going to get both Reed and Kershaw doing the high stretch. Before they, that's going to be kind of fun to watch. So what I'm hearing from you, John, and just looking at the stats and, and looking at the metrics here, uh, this two-game series is going to come down to pitching, specifically, I think, bullpen performance. I think mm -hmm. starter's length is going to matter. So Reed, he's got to get six innings at least tonight. I know that they had the day off on Monday, so the bullpen should be pretty rested. But mm -hmm. getting six innings would be fantastic. Man, if he could get into that seventh inning, that would be even better. And the other piece is, don't these games always seem like they, they come down to some of those late-inning hits? And I think mm. that the Angels have shown to be a pretty good late inning team. And then with Otani being Otani, he's playing out of his mind, right? And then Trout heating back up, that actually might be a good indication as to where the Angels' offense might be. And one thing about Trouty is that we've seen him really rise up against some of those really hard pitchers. I think of Chris mm -hmm. Sale from years ago, and even Kershaw. He's been able to find a way to get to him. And so I think the Angels got to get to him early. I think the Angels have to get to the bullpen early. And then I think that Reed Detmers has to really stretch this game in order to be successful. So I I'm going to predict, Johnny, that I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say that the Angels actually get both games and 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 sweep the Dodgers. It's only two games, but sweep the Dodgers. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Get them while they're down. They've been struggling. And to be able to get two games and move up in the wildcard standings would be fantastic. So I'm going to say the Angels get both games. What are you going to say? You know what? On Saturday, I thought the loss to the Royals was the most embarrassing loss to the day of the day. And it turns out it wasn't because the Giants beat the Dodgers 15 to nothing. Yeah. The Giants swept the Dodgers. So they're down on their luck right now, Mike. And I think that we can also take both games. And I think that, again, if they can get to Kershaw in the ways that you and I talked about, then you have Otani on the mound on Wednesday against these mm -hmm. guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have all the momentum in the world after that road trip and they're coming off a terrible road trip where they're still trying to figure things out and get it together. And again, we have a much better bullpen right now and has been consistently much better than the Dodgers. They got to go to the bullpen sometime. You just can't let them have Kershaw go eight innings strong and then get to their closer, uh, uh, Evan Phillips. You can't yeah. let that happen. So yeah. again, I think we can take both. Dodgers down on their luck. Angels trending up, baby. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Remember, the Angels do play the Dodgers at 7.07, kind of a late game tonight. Uh, you can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Angels.
give us a follow at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. It really helps us out. Thank you to the 5,000 plus who have already done so. We really appreciate it. Comment below the video. If you're on the audio side, come on over to YouTube and comment and get in on the conversation as well. We'd love to hear from you. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? We're going to talk about Shohei Otani because he's going to be pitching. He got moved up. They moved the rotation around a little bit. He's not going to actually get moved up days, but he actually, they moved some things around. Love it. I'm glad that he's pitching against the Dodgers. And we're going to talk about how he stacks up against the Dodgers and what he needs to do to lead the Halos to victory. That's tomorrow on Lockdown Angels. One thing I forgot to mention earlier is we've got the full bullpen available for these yes. two games. So use every good piece that you have yeah. to win these two Stavis games. Devis has I to think. be in there both. Plus you get Thursday off. So why not exactly. just, why not just burn them out? <laughs> yes, go all in. Push your yeah. chips in. All right, friends. Yeah. Until tomorrow's show, we'll be back here with more Lockdown Angels. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Thanks for being here with us, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.